As a mother, wife, and divorce attorney for over 15 years, experience has taught me a lot about how to deal with times of uncertainty, transition, and facing opportunities for growth. I'm happy you're joining me for this part of the journey. Hello, I'm Jennifer Hargrave, and today I am so excited to introduce you to Kim Griffith. Kim is an executive and life coach here in Dallas, uh, where she works with both businesses and individuals to help them uh, grow into their vision for who they want to be and overcome some of the challenges and repeating patterns that can really hold us back in life. She's also created a process called the WAVE process, which I am really excited to have her here and talk to us about today. Welcome, Kim. Thank you, Jennifer. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for coming. Um, I want to start off because one of the things that I've learned a lot from you uh, is how to manage conflict and how to manage our own triggers. So I want to start off and ask you to give us a definition and overview. What is conflict? Well, what causes conflict is when we are struggling to communicate what we want, what's important to us, what we want, what we need, and what's a yes and a no. And when we cannot communicate that in a calm, confident, clear way to give the other person the best chance to respond in a calm way, it just causes so much conflict. It really does. Um, and it will often escalates when we resort to some of our natural human tendencies, I think. Um, what is what is a trigger? I mean, triggers are such kind of a critical part of conflict. So what role do triggers play and really what causes triggers? I know. I mean, trigger is kind of a word right now that a lot of people are using and they laugh about it, but it really is something. And a trigger is when something in the environment, whether it's a look on someone's face, a word, a smell, a sound, it can be anything in the environment that sets off almost like a flashback. And it transports us back into a time where we uh, were treated in a certain way that uh, we got disconnected with, we felt not safe. And it literally puts our brain and body into a place of disconnect and fight, flight, and freeze. And yeah. And then we start reacting in this way that is just crazy. crazy. <laughs> and uh, it, it's, it's, it, it's because we didn't get to work through it at the time that it happened. It could be something small. It could be something big. But when that happens, we what we're really needing is connection and to be able to work through it. And what happens is later on in life, something happens, whether a look or a conversation or something happens and it, it literally puts our brain into that lower part of the brain into fight, flight, and freeze. And this is why people don't realize, like they want to show up in a certain way. They may want to say something. They may want to, you know, but they don't show up in that way because they're literally, and I always show people this because it, it, it really helped me. It's like, I always do this hand model, and Daniel Siegel is the one who created this, and I think it helps because when we're triggered like that, it literally, like, imagine this is your brain, right? And this is the lower part of the brain where this is fight, flight, and freeze, and this is the top part of the brain, like the neocortex, where we're rational and we can think straight. Problem and solving. Problem solve and make good decisions that <laughs> actually move us forward and 
um, help us get what we want. And something happens, whether that it's that look or something that happens or something says, somebody says something in a certain way. And literally, when this part of the brain is online, we're good. But what happens is we get triggered and it says, I'm not safe. I'm not, I'm not okay. I'm not safe, even if it's a perceived threat. And so our lid is actually flipped. <laughs> and we're literally walking around like, and we go into this place in fight, flight, and freeze, whether we fight, shut down, get, want to get out, which we all know what that's like. And, um, and so it's really about that's what's happening when we're getting triggered. Our lid is flipped, and we're not able to show up and communicate and make decisions the way we really want to. So that's where the saying, she flipped her lid, came from? That is exactly <laughs> where it comes from. Seriously. Yes. I've never, I've heard another term, I think this is the same thing, called the amygdala hijack. That's is that it. the same? Same thing. Where that amygdala part of the brain is regulating and takes over. And, Absolutely. And it's like a bear is chasing us, right? It is. And, you know, it's okay to have, to have this lower part of the brain, you know, when a bear is chasing us. <laughs> okay, that's okay. That's good. But we don't want to walk around you know, with our spouse or our uh, kids or our, our employees and our team with our lid flipped. And so that doesn't, and it wreaks havoc on our emotional well-being, our physical well-being. It is a, it, and most people really are walking around in this place. <laughs> and so my message is to help people bring back that connection because we're hardwired for connection. Connection is being seen, heard, and valued. And when those things happened to us in the past, we, you know, it's nobody's fault, but we didn't get what we needed, period. And connection to work through a challenge is the deal. We're hardwired for it. We need it. And so often so we don't get it. One of the things that I found really interesting is that, you know, my adult brain thinks that I, I'm a logical, rational person, that I know why things make me angry. Um, and yet in the moment of anger, these are really not rational things that are flipping my lid, right? They're very kind of, um, they're, they're things that I'm really, I don't really know or understand why it's happening. And so explain yes. the work that you do with people and sort of unpacking what the source of those triggers are. Okay, yes, well it is because you almost, you can't control it. When you're in fight, flight, and freeze, and your lid is slipped, you truly, <laughs> it's all, it, you, it takes what I help people learn to do to actually get back into that calm place. But, you know, what's really happening is these, these beliefs are kicked in. We create these parts of us. When we've had some trauma and we've had things that we didn't work through, we actually create parts of us that believe that we are not something enough. We're not good enough. We're not heard enough. We're not seen enough. We're not pretty enough. We're not whatever. And we, these, we create these beliefs and we don't want to feel that. We don't want to experience that. So we cover it up and manage. So we create parts of us that are people pleasers or we're um, the victim or we're we just so many, right? And none, it's not all bad, but it, when it is those parts of us get turned up, they actually create, end up creating the feeling of, you know, not good enough and, 
you know, all of that. So it, it is absolutely uncontrollable. We don't see it. And it takes reconnecting and, and becoming aware of these patterns and these beliefs and these parts of us and work with them, give them what they need. And that is what I do with people. So that's... So what's so fascinating to me is that where what we're really wanting is connection. Absolutely. Yet our pattern, our repeating pattern of behavior drives us to disconnection, right? Because when yes. you're in that triggered state, you're not connecting. No. No, you are not connecting. And you're, you're just operating from this uh, reactive place that's trying not to feel some of these disowned parts of, of you. And, and we all have them. This is normal. This is the human experience. And I, I, I really love to help people understand that. This is not, you're not, we're not broken. There's nothing wrong. But these parts of us will absolutely get in our way from creating what we want, whether that's in our business, a, a divorce, you know, handling it the way you really want to. It, it absolutely, re they wreak havoc. They run the show no matter if you are saying the right thing. A lot of things out there teach you how to communicate, but what's happening is the energy of these patterns are running and they're running the show and they're like a magnet. So when you're trying to say the right thing, um, the energy of the pattern is actually running the show more than your words. And so the other person's going to react to it because it has their own, they have their own triggers. And so now you're in trigger land and there's no win-win solution. There's no moving forward. So what is the anecdote to this situation? How do we better learn to manage these, these triggers I guess the, the art of it is to, to manage them before they happen, because it sounds like once you're in the triggered state, there's not a whole lot you can do. We'll talk about that. You can, but it... But how do you, I mean, how, how do you manage the situation so that you can show up in a way that actually brings connection into your life? Um, you actually have to work with your trigger first. Um, when something's happening and somebody says something or a situation or a challenge occurs, you, you really have to learn to connect to you and your trigger and take full responsibility of your trigger. Like yesterday, I was working with a client and they were telling me this exact situation that happened and they were justified in their anger and their frustration and they're like, they, and then point, 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 point. And I get it, right? The behavior of someone else might need addressing. It might need to have uh, some boundaries, but you first, if you really want to end up with a higher solution and stay connected, even if you have to set a boundary, you have to work with your own trigger first. And so that is what I found my personal journey was that I tried all of this. Um, I had already, I had my master's degree in transpersonal psychology. I tried all of the, so many things out there and I was still in conflict. I was still struggling with my daughter. I was still struggling with my husband at the time and I couldn't move my business forward the way I wanted and I was just still struggling and I was like no I want the real solution here I do not want to keep doing the same thing over and over bypassing this stuff trying to show up in the way I want and trying to get what I want and so I dug deep and that's when I created the wave process that is a coaching and communication tool that helps you bring back that connection that we all want. It's within you. You have, you know, connecting, reconnecting to yourself hmm. to, and learning how to communicate and staying connected with someone else. And um, 
and also connecting. And I talk about the three levels of connection and that is also connecting to that higher, something greater. I don't care what you call it. I have found that connecting to whether it's God or higher, you know, energy, um, you know, allowing that connection helps us stay connected and grounded and calming our, and being able to work through these triggers. Um, and the wave process actually helps you look at the trigger, see the trigger, see the part of you and connect, accept and validate that part and help you give it what it needs so you can communicate. I love that. Can you give us an overview of what the wave process yes. is? <laughs> My favorite subject. <laughs> um, so, you know, as I, I didn't know what I was creating when I created, but but what I realized is what I was doing is I, the wave is witness, accept, validate, and empower. And witnessing is learning to step outside of your emotional reaction, <clears throat> which is not always easy. I get it. But it, they're, learning to build the skill of witnessing is huge. It's awareness. It's mindfulness. It's what everybody talks about um, with that. But stepping outside your emotional reaction and watching with curiosity and non-judgment and watching what you're thinking, feeling, and doing. Is it working? Is it not? Um, and yeah. And you know, I want to, I just want to respond to you because, because I've worked with you on this and I, I have studied this process and I've, and I've used it. And I'm going to say, I think the simple act of witnessing yourself in that moment is in and of itself a tool for de-escalating the conflict. Like even Absolutely. if you don't, if you don't even move anywhere past that. I agree. But just that simple act of going, oh, here I go again. I'm feeling like the bear's chasing me. And yes. it's just my teenager who won't get out of bed. Um, you know, just being aware in that moment. And, Absolutely. and, and it is a taking skill. that, yeah. Mm -hmm. It so is the deal. It is. It is It is the foundation. It, as soon as you take responsibility for your trigger even like I said even if you do need to set a boundary or ask for something different um, if you don't take that self-responsibility for the trigger it, it nothing changes nothing goes well usually <laughs> well but you repeat you, you repeat do repeat the same things over and over again yes and you're, you know you feel like you're hitting your head against a wall yes and you're in the same pattern of relationships and dynamics it may look a little different right. but it's the same pattern <laughs> that, over and over that person may have a different name yes because <laughs> they may have a different body build but it is the it's same, the same. Mm -hmm, energy between the two of you all right, so what's the next the next step? So, but and also witnessing somebody else's trigger before we move on, you know, witnessing your own trigger, yes, and taking responsibility and see if you can work through that and I'll, you'll get a glimpse of it as we go forward, but that's step 1. Step 2 is looking at the other person and catching when they're triggered. You know, wow, okay, they're triggered. You can see it from their body language, the way they're speaking. Are they shutting down? Are they angry? You can learn to pick that up and, and get curious. Oh, okay, they're triggered. Okay, right? so on so that note, is it or is it not true that triggers are actually contagious? Well, yeah, I, <laughs> I haven't really thought about it like that, actually. But yes, they are contagious because if you're triggered, I can guarantee you, you're going to most likely trigger the other person. <laughs> And it is contagious. Yes. And then here you go and you're in the dance, right? And you're escalating. The conflict is escalating. 
And yes. the disconnection is growing. Absolutely. And uh, so, yes, it is contagious. <laughs> it is. And so, yeah, learning to watch somebody else and pick that up. You can't do that very well if you're in constant state of trigger. And listen, the more we're the more we've had trauma, the more we're going to be triggered. And it's that simple. And I think when we can just acknowledge that. I want to touch on something real quick there because trauma, we oftentimes think of, you know, like significant trauma that maybe makes the news, right? The abuse or loss of a parent or a horrific accident or something big. But the truth is in our lives, when we're that little five-year-old kid, the traumatic event is not necessarily something we look at as an adult and think, oh, that's traumatic, right? Absolutely not. It, and I think this is what we're starting to understand now. It, Trump, it isn't these big, big traumas. It's a repeated, if you're, for example, if you get a message over and over and over that, you know, when you try to speak or you try to talk in your environment to your parents or people who are around you and they constantly kind of degrade what you're saying or they shut you down, that repeated act, just that repeated disconnect, and not it will absolutely create a belief that you're not heard. You may not be conscious of that belief, but then later on when you're in an environment where you're working, your, your boss all of a sudden shows up like your parent um, and they're not listening or you're getting a divorce and you, you're not being heard and you really aren't being heard, okay, you're, you're going to get so triggered. Yeah. So, yes, it, it doesn't have to be this huge traumatic event. It can be a repeated messaging where you're not valued and seen and heard. And this is what we know about connection now. It is not a, it doesn't have to be a huge event. And it's not just our family of origin, but no. it could be those early, those difficult years um, on the playground in the early days, right? School, school. You know, if you get me going on school, how much time do we have? Right. <laughs> because that, I think it's causing, I personally believe it causes what we call secondary trauma. I have a yeah. nonprofit that yeah. is all about education. And it is a deal. It, the environment is not set up usually to handle conflict and to really help both parties grow and learn from that conflict and watching how these kids are getting triggered and the teacher is triggered, right? Mm -hmm. And how to actually work through that and create some safety and then learn how to be resilient to conflict. We don't do that. No, no, we no, don't. We no, don't no, we no. don't talk about resiliency and conflict. Then you have these traumas <laughs> later from school. All right, so that's W. That's Let's w. go on to the A. Um, acceptance. This is so hard, like often so hard because acceptance of the part of us that is getting triggered, right? Accepting what we're thinking, feeling, and doing, being able to let that part of us express, not in a destructive way, but in a way that actually allows that part to be seen and heard, right? You know, so letting it out, um, wh whether it's with some, a coach or somebody who can actually hold space and allowing it to be seen. And that's huge. It's huge. Even if it's not rational, even if uh, you want it to change, even if, you know, accepting it first, allowing it to be there. Because what we're always doing is not wanting to accept it. We want to keep blaming and go outward with what we're feeling and what we're experiencing. We want to go outward. Yeah. It's uncomfortable, right? So, and then accepting in, when you're working with somebody else, actually accepting you may not like it and you may not think they're being rational, but just listening and hearing them 
and is so important because as soon as you don't do that, you're in the you're disconnected and in the trigger. So absolutely, really and and I think that the big part when you're the one who's holding that space for somebody else is to set aside judgment and to just be there with them in that time and and mm -hmm. let them feel and let them mm -hmm. know that they are in a safe place is tremendously helpful. Um, and I think something these days we're not really good at doing. I think everybody's quick to, to judgment. Um, That's for sure, right? Uh, yes. All right, tell us about the V. Validation. It is um, such a huge piece of connection. Acceptance and validation is huge. And um, validating, really validating ourselves giving some heartfelt compassion and understanding of why we might be showing up, acting, feeling, thinking the way we are. And uh, this is where the process goes a little deeper in during coaching and helping kind of work with some of these parts of us a little deeper. Sometimes <laughs> you need to do that. Uh, but actually validating ourselves, giving some genuine connection to ourselves and having that heartfelt connection and understanding why we're why we're doing it or you know you don't always have to know why but just really giving some compassion and understanding and then the same with someone else validating someone else when they're doing whatever they're doing you can validate what they're saying and hearing from a heart you know give some heartfelt compassion to it. you cannot do that if you're really triggered and that's why it's a dance between working through your own trigger to stay in higher brain and so you can uh, actually validate somebody else's reality even if you don't agree because as soon as you do they're gonna come off the trigger and that's where you want to be before you can get to a solution because even if you think they're not they're crazy and they're just off which they are when they're in the trigger right, <laughs> right. or that somebody has a belief in a certain way you know but that truly validating them where they energetically feel seen heard and valued you're going to really bring it down and both people are going to come back online. And so validation is huge for, and you can see this in kids and um, you just see it in anybody, but really with kids, yeah. it, when, when they feel seen and heard, even if they don't get their way, they tend to come off the trigger. So, yeah. Um, I love that you mentioned compassion. I think, um, you know, it seems like it's easier to have compassion for other people, but so challenging to give that same compassion to ourselves. So I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that because I think it's such a key part of our humanity and our existence is I, having that compassion. I'm, that is so very true. And I absolutely believe we are in an epidemic of disconnection and not valuing ourselves. And it comes from our lack of connection growing up in our different systems and environments and some of the trauma, you know, it, it is an epidemic and bringing back connection mm -hmm. and self-value for ourselves and not always looking so outward for it, like wanting somebody else to hear us and see, yes, we want that, but our self-value has to come from within and it is not something we're taught. It's not modeled and we're just now starting to learn the importance of it. Love that. All right. Finally, we have the E. Yes. And you know, during validation though you have to learn to give yourself what you need what we didn't get back then and really learn how to give ourselves what we need um, and ask for it from other people right but really it has to come from here and um, learning what other people really are needing when you're talking to them like what are you re what are they really needing right get right. curious and the empowerment is showing up what would I how do I want to show up 
what would be the new way that I could I want to think and believe and see things um, that's more in alignment with, with my higher self um, you know it's it's really stepping into that new reference instead of the old belief and showing up it's really building the new reference of how you want to think and feel and you it, it becomes easier to do when you witness accept and validate these parts they naturally start to move you naturally move more into that empowerment and what you begin to see are those areas in your life where like little baby steps, right? Where you are showing up in the way that you want to show up. And the yes. more reference points you have, kind of the easier it is to begin to create the relationships, the kind of relationships that you want to have. Yes, because then you can, when you're, when you stay online and you're, you're working through the trigger, right? Then you can find the win-win. And, yep. you know, with what you do, it's so big. Like you walk through a divorce, you want to be able as much as possible. And, you know, you and I have talked about this and I personally have experienced it <laughs> and you have, you know, partnered with me to walk through it. You, for example, a divorce, it's going to bring up so much, right? And it's, it's a huge, it's, it's a moment of fear, right? There's, absolutely. there's totally, you don't know what the future is going to look like. You're losing your identity. Uh, that's one of the things that we've talked about yes. on a previous show is how important that identity is. And when you lose that identity, that's a, an incredible moment of fear. Um, it's, you know, you, your financial uncertainty, all those things, your relationship with your children, everything that's most important to you is on the line when you're in a divorce. So you're exactly right. It is a complete, it is a time when people are very triggered. Very. And you, you're not going to get away from that. That's, <clears throat> but if you can learn and you're committed to walking through a divorce or in your business, you're creating an environment of connection and empowerment. You, if you're committed to that mm -hmm. it, and you understand the power of it and what it will give you and the people around you, it, it is so much easier to stay committed and pay attention to when you're triggered and learn how to work through that before you're communicating and asking for what you're wanting and needing. And not only that, but I think in my experience, that's actually how you get what you need in the divorce is to, you know, is to look at this period of time as a time of growth and transition and to stay focused on That's what right. it is that you want to create in that next chapter, right? And not get lost in the blaming because that's where people are disempowered. Yes. yes, and you're just playing out and repeating the patterns that you don't even know you don't really want. Because exactly. that's what you're that's what you're used to and that's what you know and you're just doing it. But what I if people could understand my passion is to help people see what's possible. Because when you when you work through these triggers and you might work through a trick you might work on yourself and then the other person is just not capable mm -hmm. it's still if one person in the situation can can operate from this higher place things are going to go so much better and you're going to find the win-win right but some of it is just knowing what do you really want yeah what you know what is important and then being able to find that win-win and communicate it clearly it's it is it you get to the other side and you get to free up so much energy all this conflict and it hurts everyone around you it creates such a negative environment i see it in businesses all the time people who are very successful you you know the environment is not successful and it's not fun and you don't people aren't as motivated they're not 
it's not it's not a great environment situation whether you're going through a divorce or that's why I love the wave process because I've seen how it works in the context of a divorce um, frequently because that's the world in which I live but I've also seen how it can work in my own family life with you know my husband and with my children yes. and we know it works in the business world I mean it applies to all everywhere we have human relationships it applies because this is about how we are showing up and you know if you want if you want to build a life where you are connected with the other people this is such a great tool and i'm so happy you um have given some time today to come and and talk about it and share it with us uh, if people want to learn more about the wave process and about you kim where can they find out about that um you can go to thewaveprocess.com that's my website and all the information is there to connect with me and we can talk about you know how the wave would best fit your situation that's great. And I think it's a tremendous tool if somebody is thinking about divorce. It is it's a great tool to have to use. Um, okay, real quick, I have one question that I want us to end on. Yes. Um, you did recently go through a divorce. Yes, I did. And um, which, which I just, I couldn't even imagine that a divorce could go like that. So <laughs> I just, it's so great. Well, um, what I want to ask you is um, if you could go back and tell yourself, the Kim who was facing a divorce, who was thinking about divorce and weighing the decision to divorce, if you could go back and tell yourself anything, what would you tell yourself? That um, you're gonna get to the other side and with all, all the fear and emotions, you're gonna get what you need to get and the support will come to you as you go through it. You don't have to know everything, you don't have to see the other side right away just trust that you're going to get whether it's from you know your group or your um, law firm or because that was so much of it getting that support but all kinds of support came to me as i needed it and that was so huge i didn't i didn't realize that that could happen i wanted to know everything right away before <laughs> i walked through and i'm like Ooh. but i would say trust you're going to get what you need kim as you go along and <clears throat> this decision is so empowering. You're going to become, you're going to open up a whole new you. And you're going to live the life that you're really in alignment with. And you're going to create something so great. And stay connected to, you know, my ex. And we're still friends. You know, we're still good. And my child has come through it very well because we, we pretty much stayed connected, even through challenge. I love so, that. Um, Thank yeah. you again. Thank it's been great so having you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, we'll see you then.